when she pull up She know the vibe Cutie in the candlelight She wanna smoke, got mighty high But I can always do it twice Shit, now she parched, pour up a drink At least a liter in the tank Deeper in feels, the lower it sinks Let's get to what's real, fuck all the fake Sit and talk to her for hours Always been the boy in flowers No tension, intentions are clear Validated when she's in the Hey guys, we're back for episode 55 of Block Channel. Thanks for tuning in. It's been uh, it's been a couple of weeks, quite a few weeks, since the last episode. Sorry about that. Been real busy, trying to get some stuff done. Uh, probably have some extra uh, episodes to throw on to this season just to get some stuff out of the queue uh, of some other folks we've been meaning to have on. Uh, can't ever stop educating. Uh, don't ever want to give up on you know our real mission here. So, you know, we're going to get these as quickly as we can to you, free of charge, you know, no cost to you, straight to you, deliver for free, um, hot and ready, uh, because we just want to educate and, you know, we just want to keep having great interviews that we feel like provide value from players in the space um, that are providing uh, value and helping to grow and, you know, mature the ecosystem. So that being said, uh, back again uh, with Dimitri. And Petty, my two very extremely awesome loyal co-hosts that constantly have to deal with my audio issues on my end because Skype is awful uh, and updates too much, and I hate Microsoft. Uh, um, but that's another story. Uh, so, Dimitri Petty, you want to introduce yourself to the audience for number 55? Yeah, no problem. Episode 55. We're in it to win it. Uh, uh, I'm D, Dimitri um, with the Bitcoin Podcast Network and also host here at Block Channel. Feels good to be back, Steven. I'm feeling great. Good. I'm glad. And how about you, Petty? Hello, hello, hello. Dr. Corey Petty here, also with the Bitcoin Podcast Network and host of Block Channel. I've always enjoyed the guests you bring on the show and the, and the conversations that come from it. So happy to be here. Happy about this one, too. And I don't know how many times you've also said that you love the guests we have on the show, so you must it's, really it's, love them. It's true, man. Like the, the like the quality of guests on the show are always good. There's, there hasn't, I, hasn't really been like a a lack of like or like a, a slump of guests. So I always appreciate that. I mean, like Loki. Like if I could get everyone like scheduled really quick, I would just have like four or five of these like uh, you know a month. But it, when things 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 just aren't hitting like that right now in the bear market. Everybody's got to work. Um, but uh, that being said, uh, someone who is working in the bear market uh, is a gentleman by the name of Marcus Martin uh, over at a firm called Anchor Digital. Uh, we got him here on the show uh, so he can give us some regulatory and compliance, just straight up know-how, knowledge, and wisdom. Um, you know, very similar to our one of our previous guests we had in the past, who just you know absolutely loves law and regulation and rules and all that jazz. Uh, Mason Border from Tokensoft. Um, those two are very kindred spirits, uh, and so you know, if so, just as you know, Mason shared us all the compliance needs for token sales and stuff like that. Marcus has the back end, uh, ha- handling all that stuff on his uh, front for you know institutions, um, uh, individuals, traders uh, that want to have a closer you know bird's eye view on uh, their trading activity. So. We're not going to steal that limelight from Marcus, but before we get into his company, we want to learn about him. Uh, so, Marcus, can you give us a little bit of a background uh, about who you are, um, you know, where you're from, and kind of just like how you ultimately 
fell into the crypto space and then we'll get into more back company awesome thank you uh so much guys for having me on block channel love it uh listen religiously uh d and petty thank you so much for taking time uh and appreciate you giving me an opportunity to speak to to our community you know about things that that i really think are critical to uh you know to to crypto uh, my background is mostly in well, you know traditional finance as they would call it but not from a traditional perspective i'm, I'm an american kid but spent most of my career overseas in europe middle A middle east africa um parts of latin america really just sort of very broad uh working for some of the biggest banks in the world like swiss bank and merrill lynch lehman brothers i was at lehman brothers in 2008 in london when the crisis the financial crisis occurred um, so my background was also really focused on uh, front office institutional relationships around these really complex marketplaces. Uh, EMEA is 27 countries and you've got all different types of rules and regulations and jurisdictions. So a lot of my time was spent in sort of my old life uh, working on structuring deal flow and opportunities for institutions to be able to access liquidity and work through what I would call the clinko ball exercise of these really non-conforming jurisdictions. Um, that fast forwarded to where we are now has been about four, a little over four years of my love uh, in the crypto space um, from trading to just really trying to be a student of market infrastructure, a student of tokenomics, which really led to, to my desire to understand the taxonomies of these, these assets and what that all meant for our world in terms of the, the broader institutional traditional world adopting what we do uh, because the tech is better, uh, the optimization of, of, of every aspect of the business, basically, operations are better when you deploy technology that we're aware of. So uh, that's the background on me, not to, to, to continue on, but um, the last several years of my life have sort of been a marriage of uh, my love for crypto with my expertise or experience dealing in, you know, multi-jurisdictional um, environments with regulations and compliance and the like. Mm. What down. a background. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's great to hear, man. Yeah, no, no. So, yeah, so you're an adult. Uh, that's important, uh, especially at this stage in the growth of, uh, you know, crypto, you know, responsible people that come from a back end, uh, you know, in like compliance is kind of like where we're at now. So we can just more so keep our head on our shoulders to, to get to where we're going. So that being said, um, how are you helping us get to where we're going? Um, just sort of start feeding us you know a little bit of information about what you're building at anchor digital uh who you're building it with uh and then we'll we'll, we'll sort of tease out some more questions from there and uh, build out uh you know more of a narrative on what you do awesome yeah so uh we decided that we needed to build a pure agency-based solution meaning we're not the wallet client we're not an exchange we're not we're not creating some um, harebrained scheme to take your to take your Bitcoin or your Ethereum or whatever crypto you own. What we decided to do was to try to attack the pain points in the market for all of us as users. So uh, start with the user experience and understand how that is critical to mesh with, again, the existing regulatory environment um, for assets from from uh, the idea of, of, of creating a security to the idea of how you're managing a portfolio or uh, reporting that management of it to the idea of how you're standardizing whatever it is that you may be doing in the digital asset space or crypto space um, uh, to be able to actually scale this into the enterprise world, into the institutional world, 
Um, so what we built was a, is a SAS. Uh, it's a really unique front, middle, and back system. Um, the wallet mapping technology that we focus on is on-chain. It's, it, we're capturing custody positions <clears throat> really across the board. Currently, we uh, have a read into a, a little over 4,000 assets um, that are traded and about 5,000, most of which that are manually entered that don't have pricing. But we'll get into that later. But what we're trying to do is really get a broad um, d- data horizontal in place uh, so that the user, the the actual person who owns these assets, has a place where they can go and get it all captured and, and consolidated in one one view, but then be able to deal with the data that's produced from it um, and use that data for their their own best purposes. Get a little closer to their portfolio and understand more of what they have and what their responsibilities may be to to maintain it or grow it or whatever other uh, you know tax related uh, ex- ex- exposure they may have. So. Uh- when I was thinking about, or I guess since we're having a podcast and making money in crypto and then working for various places and earning crypto on the side, doing freelance work and, and doing things and trying to keep track of this stuff, it became very clear that um, keeping track of the money you make versus when you sell it and the discrepancies between these two things um, or running a business uh, that accepts crypto and fiat and managing the differentiation between what you made when you did a service and what it's worth in your bank account now, if you kept it in crypto, is very difficult. And there's not a lot of there's not a lot of um, services or software that can help you deal with that type of thing. And it's it's difficult from a regulatory standpoint on how it's taxed when you do these things. Is that is that what you're kind of trying to help the end user deal with? Absolutely. You know, it, it's it's there are a lot of. Uh, token balance software out there right there there are there are dashboards you can go into and see what your balance looks like there are very few dashboards or portals that allow you to consolidate all those assets but then actually understand it when did you purchase it what was the, the fiat price at that time um what is your net or your your let's just say what is your taxable exposure and that obviously runs the gamut from you know what we would say capital gains you know PL if you're just trading it buy it low and sell it high or if you're uh, receiving it as income or if you're receiving it as revenue or if you're if you've been gifted it or if you've been gifted it and you decide you're going to go put it to work because it's a proof of stake and now you're receiving more of it you now have a very complex picture and and what we do is we map all of those transactions uh, we create really interesting sub-level data. So the metadata we pull from the whole entire sort of crypto yeah, ecosystem is, is pretty extraordinary. And then we reduce it to a point where it's simple for you to understand. You can create your tax profile. You can separate you know, wallets in terms of when you thought you received assets, search for them and figure it out. You can establish a wallet that you're taking income in consistently and set the time period from which you were employed um and that will then produce very very accurate records again it's garbage in garbage out we're an agent so if you don't put in good tax in- information we'll get to that in a minute then obviously it won't spit out proper information for you mm-hmm. but to the extent that you understand what your taxable rates are and what your actual exposures are you can plug those basic numbers in and our system will do the rest and, and we don't deliver it to the tax authorities you can then hand that to your accountant or file it yourself mm-hmm what about um, is it sounds like Anchor Digital could also help with kind of like the basic tools that businesses use to run like uh, your balance sheet, your income statement, your aging AR, aging AP reports, things of that nature. That can get kind of complex when you're trying to run a business on crypto. 
because you got to take into account, you know, the spot price when things came in and the spot price when things left. Can can you help with those situations? Uh, thankfully, we have an incredible team. Um, Francisco Arias is our CTO. Kenny Pavan is our database manager and basically, you know, deputy CTO. Um, our dev team is incredible. And yeah, I mean, the, the long winded answer is we can help with that because that's what we already do. We, we apply fiat and it can be any any fiat you want to enter uh, ultimately, but just use dollar, for example. Everything in our system is going to is going to show you real time dollar price. And if there's a transaction that you did, it's also going to pull through oracles. And if there's an exchange that we have connectivity to, we'll also get you exact spot pricing at that moment. We're going to go back in history to the to basically the genesis block of Bitcoin. And what we provide you is the actual price or fiat translation of what that that event was at that very moment, as well as just ongoing balances. So you can see what your current balances are. So it resolves all those complications around, oh my gosh, I did this at this point or um, you know, what happens if, if, if I can't, uh, figure out whether I, I sold this and it came from a gift or all of that gets parsed out through our system because we can actually validate, um, you know, those, those transactions, uh, into your wallet. We can validate any, any exchange transactions. And finally, we, we have, um, market data across 76 exchanges with, um, about eight exchanges, sorry, seven exchanges, full read, write through API. So what that means is you can take any existing exchange and get market live market data and we'll normalize that for you. Um, or you can also pull an old CSV or an old Excel file from an, a defunct exchange. And what we're able to do is process that and give you accurate sp spot pricing as well based on historical trade or transaction or transfer or acquisition. So it's a very, very sophisticated system. And I'm, I'm fortunate to be on this call talking about it on this podcast, but it's, it's it's really Francisco Arias. It's 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 Kenny Pavan. It's it's Mauricio Villalobos, um, who is one of our our uh, full stack devs who's actually in Venezuela right now, um, dealing with 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 the world there. So I mean, we have folks who are deeply embedded in this space and also understand the complexities of of um, you know managing your uh, your assets and and reporting those assets. Yeah, that that sounds awesome and. Would you be because what I guess the difficult thing that where I stand is how do I discern from crypto cash and crypto assets? You know what I mean? Because on my balance sheet, I you know, you've got cash up top, but then you have your long term assets down bottom. And how do you discern from the both? Is there like, do you just set it aside? And you, so that's, that's kind of, we've had, you could tell we've had some pain points around our business on yeah, crypto. Yeah. Well, and you know, it, it really helps with treasury management. I mean, again, you know, we are also able to transfer across wallets, cold store, third party custody through API, exchange, hot. We're, we, our system is, is really interestingly broad but it's very focused. It's just a wallet focused wallet first system. Okay. So to the extent that data is derived through your wallet, we will be able to help you parse through that. And then you'll ultimately make a decision as to what to do next. We're purely the agent there. Mm -hmm. um, one other point to add to that on the enterprise, the true enterprise side from a corporate perspective, um, being able to control um, certain uh, uh, let's just say control function. So let's say you're a regulated bank or you're an investment advisor, or you're, <clears throat> you know, you have a, a bit license or whatever the case may be. And so you're under the microscope. There's obviously re requirements for auditing. There will be requirements for standardizing what you do as a practice. No one business or two businesses in this space are the same. 
But what is the same is that every wallet structure ultimately folds into effectively what we would just call a private wallet or flat wallet. And that's first party custody. So there's so many unique things that can happen from that point. But as a starter for us, it's about wallet mapping, getting your assets in the right place, and then also providing you really interesting controls that help standardize, that can create messaging and authority in your in your in your own business that allows for exceptions for certain uh, employees to transfer assets, even though they don't typically have that role or puts limits on your traders in terms of what they're capable of, you know, to trade as a value at risk or things of that nature that the the big boys, let's call it, who want to make real allocations on the institutional basis, they're going to need those tools to allow you to get through a due diligence process to accept that that fresh capital. So it's it's really interesting because it works just as well for the individual and all the problems that we all face with with everything we're doing in the space. And let's not even go to DeFi yet because we've got so much in our alpha uh, to capture the DeFi space, which is really hard to 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 really capture, truth be told, but it runs from the individual to the actual corporate, and there's a whole set of tools that we have that are for just C suites that the individual user won't necessarily use or see, but those are the ultimate portfolio controls where you're going to get your whole holistic audit reports, where you're going to be able to have an auditor come in and look at your uh, overall business without having to touch any of the assets or be involved in the business itself. So it's, it, we're trying to streamline a lot of the middlemen that were part of the old analog financial services process um, that really don't need to be there in our new world. Um, trust will be there. Big banks will be there. We know that uh, trust will need to be there. Let's say big banks will be there. But um, the in-betweens that happen when you acquire an asset, when you maintain it or dispose of it, a lot of those individ- in- independent middle folks, they're not going to be around. And our system, we hope, will replace a lot of that uh, because it, it needs to be automated in this digital world. Nice. That's all. I mean, you kind of hit all the nails on the head. Knock that question out of the ballpark. So. Yeah, my uh, my my response there was hot damn. Yeah. <laughs> before, you, before you got to it. I mean, well, I'm, this is, so you've this been is something. This question. Go ahead, Mackie. No, I'm just saying. Obviously, he's been asked that question. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> It's like, so we had, I don't know, we, we, I've been around for a long time in the crypto space, and we had all these ideological things on what this technology is going to do to change the world, and now people interact with finance and exchange digital value over the internet, and that was all well and good, but then we came to this point where we're like, hey, it's really hard to use, and I don't know how to account for it, and when I need to be a lawful citizen or a lawful business in a lot of ways, I don't know how to handle that. So I'm scared. And that's been a very, very large barrier to entry for the majority of large money uh, that can benefit greatly from it. And like you said, you're getting rid of a lot of the middlemen in the process because they're no longer needed. We never just had the tools or development or infrastructure to get rid of those things. So to allow businesses to act properly or individuals to act properly, having something like this is large steps forward in yeah. the potential adoption of this technology leaps leaps forward yeah we call it a, adult swim tools um you know we are <laughs> bleeding heart crypto files but you know we we adore what the opportunity of this technology can still bring but we also understand that right now we're in the consolidation or optimization phase you know we're not in a in a phase where broad-based decentralized financial tools are going to be a, a available or frankly affordable to everyone. I mean, a lot of what we see in the loan markets right now in the DeFi space is really larger asset holders that are able to participate. It's not it's not funding micro loans. It's not 
it's not, you know, addressing the problems that we all still want to hope to address. Um, but where we are is in this transition where the optimization where the JP Morgan coins of the world are doing it to optimize back end settlements. Um, you'll have others like the backs of the world and the T zeros of the world that might do it to optimize or improve front end fractionalization of capital markets, not necessarily new issuance, but existing asset digitization that then gets delivered in an exchange for retail or for others to consume in smaller portions. That is all really important, but those are just steps in the right direction. It's not really hitting at the core of what we've all been in this space for, but we think our tools are going to be able to help accelerate or let's say reduce the fear of participating in this space because once folks get in and understand, like we all know, I'm preaching to the choir, they start understanding all of the potential use cases for their own business and then eventually they understand the consumer use case and eventually they understand the global use case. Mm -hmm. So um, everyone's dreams of grandeur of crypto being omni-jurisdictional, is that's, that's not a reality. I know... Oh. You said you worked in multi jurisdiction multi jurist that my tongue's done. But, <laughs> a know, bunch of different countries. Yeah, yeah, a whole bunch of different countries. Yeah. <laughs> there is no omni jurisdiction. <laughs> Crypto's still gotta play by <laughs> No, I what I would say is there will always be fake borders based on government jurisdiction. But what I would say is the technology will overcome that. And it'll be by way of sidecar KYC AML tokens that, uh, you know, attach to me as an American citizen and an accredited investor when I'm on insert securities token exchange. But if I then want to find liquidity in another jurisdiction outside of the United States, there may be a way by which I sort of leave my KYC AML, you know, smart contract in, in the side bin. And as the token is exiting, it has to pick up whatever the new jurisdiction um validate validator token if you want to call it is i'm just making up terms here but the point is i i think the technology will overcome this fake jurisdictional problem but right now we really have to be honest with ourselves and it's been well over two years probably closer to three where there's been a quiet storm jurisdictionally and frankly an attack on the space because there's been not a lack of understanding but a lack of what to do next i would say the regulators very much understand more than others really realize in the space but they don't know what to do with it and so we're in this holding pattern now because jurisdiction is slightly more important than understanding what the technology can do with above jurisdiction but we'll figure out not a way around that but a compliant way to solve for that yep everybody's flexing for relevance that's that's all that's that's, that's, that's what i feel government entities do they flex for yeah, relevance they, they they do they do and i mean and it's part of their job right um uh really yeah. frankly at the end of the day i mean it is part of their job um but what i would say is uh it, it's been at least let's say 24 months of a quiet storm think about this how many ways can you actually acquire a good amount of, of of crypto right now without having to go through a KYC AML process? I mean, the market's almost traded to zero when when Eric Boris had to tell everybody that they were, you know, KYCing, you know, folks on Shapeshift, right? Um, it, people were freaking out. But the reality of it is in the background for several years now, we've seen that in this regulatory mode, these fiat on-ramp, off-ramps, have all been effectively positioned to the point where it's it's not likely that with the technology we know exists, plus these fiat on-ramp off-ramps that have been moted by the governments, they know who's coming out 
and they certainly obviously know who's coming in now. So there's a different uh, approach to where we're going, and but it's not all bad, but simultaneously it is going to force us to, to have to give up some of our hopes near term of you know dow 2020 <laughs> so, i don't i don't think we're gonna see that but you know but but i don't think that we're also we're not left for dead either and i think that um the people in this space are the smartest people in the world and it's the new wall street if you will from a brain drain perspective and i highly doubt when folks get their heads around what's needed to just be compliant i highly doubt that we're not going to find ways to to solve for for the for the, all the problems we see in front of us now speaking of problems um maybe you can in, in order for us to like sort of like meter things down here uh just give us an idea of maybe something that you've learned along the way tackling working in compliance with regulators in crypto that maybe developers other entrepreneurs and like you know might appreciate hearing from you uh, maybe just something that you've kind of just learned as you like kind of mirror your, your crypto experience with the one and previously in normal, normal sure. banking, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would say um, be as don't be afraid. I think that's the big misconception. You know, the whole entire government is going to take your Bitcoin is somewhat of just a, a, a really interesting meme that's sort of gone off the rails. You're way better off. Uh, particularly if you're a, 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 a project or a company that has, you know, raised some capital, you really are better off being forthright and trying to get it right. Um, the whole point now is, you know, the ICO boom, people funded projects, and now people are funding companies. There's a very big difference. And so in this new era of capital markets, to get funded, you have to be very standardized, not in the sense of your business model, but in the sense of how you report, what you say, um, how you plan on growing your business, because those who invest in you want to return. So I would just say the best advice people could take is be as upfront and honest as possible. We don't do this for a service or for a fee, but for anybody who has a real situation, we're happy to take calls. Uh, we would just give good advice and send them in the right direction. But I think avoiding the regulator is going to be the biggest mistake people make. They want to get it right. If you're trying to get it right, you're better off having some guidance than to be in the dark. As far as taxes are concerned, I think there's going to be a lot of tools out there, not just Anchor Digital, but I think you need to seek tax advisory after you've found ways to consolidate your portfolio yourself. It's really expensive to get an accountant to do the consolidation for you. It's a lot less expensive to get um, you know, a tax tool to help you and then submit that with all your other um, you know, relevant data to your accountant. But that would be that would be it. I, you know, the, I could get into more depth, but I would just say being afraid of what the regulators trying to do. You're two years too late um, if that's if that's your position. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, especially these are good words to hear as we come around for uh, tax season. We're not going to have anyone on this season to talk about taxes before taxes are up. But if this didn't scare you to do your taxes, you should do your taxes. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, but, uh, but yeah, but other than that, uh, is there anything, uh, any other questions you want to pull, Petty or uh, Dimitri, before we get out of here? I don't know, man. It kind of knocked all my questions out of the ballpark. I know, man. It's almost as if you did this twice today. Yeah, I got, I got something real quick. I mean, okay. how does someone get started with Anchor Digital? Like, say I'm, I'm a user. I would like to make sure that I'm keeping track of my assets and my portfolio well, and I can, you know, I have a lot of stuff, but I'd like to consolidate it and put it all in the in the right place. How do I get started? What is the what, what's the road? 
Thank you. I appreciate that. So our, our website is super simple. It's just anchordigital.io. Um, and just go to the site. There are plenty of links there for you to click and, um, and, and request to subscribe for, for a free trial. Uh, we'll take that information in and gladly respond and, um, you know, try to, try to get, get, uh, you know, get you up and running. Now, um, again, one thing to keep in mind, um, we don't have a, a pure retail service at the moment. Uh, what we do have, uh, is I would just say small trader. So you don't have to be a whale, uh, whatsoever. Um, but, uh, for those who are just genuinely curious, we will have a free.edu version at some point later this year. Um, so we'll also figure out packages for folks on the retail level to be able to come in and just start working through the system. Uh, but go to our website, have a look further there. Feel free to reach out to us. Obviously we're on Twitter and medium and everywhere else. Um, and guys, thank you very much for this opportunity. I would want to end with one quick comment. Um, what you guys are doing is huge, uh, and it's very important. And I think it's, uh, being a part of the educational process is a big part of what we all need to do. I don't want to sound like I was scaring people as far as the regulator is concerned. Um, it's just, I'm in the, on, on that side of the conversation and it's not as scary as you would think. And, um, I, I would hope most people believe in America and, and while we don't get everything right, um, we are trying to get it right. <clears throat> and I do think we want to keep the, uh, keep the, the intelligence, keep this tech intelligence and keep this world developing here and, and inside the U S. So, don't take what I said as, as a fear. I would uh, to, 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 to be afraid. I would just say, be aware that they're aware that they know more than you think they might. So let's, let's try to figure out how we can advance this technology and, and be as above board as possible. Um, so that we can do, do well by doing good. Man speaks well a lot said. to the, how far along the space has come along when folks like Marcus can come in here and just really like uh, school us like this, you know, it's, it's nice that everyone is so like sound, in the mind after this long bear market, it's <laughs> uh, it's it, 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 it's refreshing to see. So so it'll probably be a good remainder of the year if if, if more like great folks like Marcus come online and get the support that they need to uh, to like really get out there and hit it. So thanks again uh, for coming on the show, Marcus. Uh, we'll have you back on in the future um, once we start actually having guests back on for a second time. I don't think we've actually had any guests on twice yet, but tr trust me, when it rolls back around again, you'll be there. Um, and we'll, we'll see where you guys have gotten since then. That's awesome. But based on, based on your, uh, uh the, the desire to be on block channel, I'm probably not going to get back on until after the next happening. So, you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have a lot to talk about in a couple of years from now. So that, that sounds good guys. I can't wait. Oh man, you'll be a, you'll be a, it'll be number one by then. I'm sure. All right, buddy. We'll, we'll talk to you again real soon. Be well. Thanks, guys. Too many hitting my phone. I'm so bad at being alone. We're gonna stay pretty close. But she's not the only one, no, no. Wake up, she making breakfast. Avocado toast with lemon pepper. Sunday, so nothing's on the checklist. We make doing nothing epic. Better know that I'm in heaven. But I said I'd get brunch, I just remembered. Mimosas are endless. Cardio 7. Getting over to it now. Another day.